0: Hey everybody, welcome to this latest edition of Like It or Not with Big Ben Shady. I'm your host, Big Ben Shady, and coming to you today, live from the stable. I'm um, just going to jump on real quick. Gonna I'm going to talk a little bit, my thoughts of the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Um going to rehash an old topic I talked about, friends, jealousy, how, you know, you have your true friends out there happy for you, and then people that came into your life that were friends and then once something happens to you and you better your life that they act a little bit of jealousy and then they disappear from the uh, from your from your life they disappear from the picture I kind of talked about that in previous podcasts and that I've got a buddy that that uh, or not a buddy but I had somebody who I thought was a close friend of mine It was a guy, you know, my buddy I used to hang with. We used to go right up to Michigan and go do our Gibraltar trips and go eat lunch and just go, you know, gallivanting around, you know, find things to do, go to the malls up in Michigan. Just how much his attitudes change, you know, ever since I met my wife. And, you know, he's one that not to admit, he's one that not to admit, um, admit it, you know, that he's jealous and, you know, he's not happy for me, you know. He would rather see himself have that happiness and success before, you know, his friends do, you know, and uh, just going to go rehash an old topic on that, but uh, start out first, I'm going to talk a bit. A bit about my thoughts on Will Smith and Chris Rock and that, the Oscars, the slap and everything. Um, Before I get into that, follow me on social media, Twitter, hit me up, Benjela 12 Some thoughts, concerns, questions, ideas for the show, chime in to say hi. Um, Regular regular Facebook, Ben Marcheski, throw me a line on uh, Instagram, the Polish guy you love to hate. Um, Snapchat's down right now for the time being TikTok Big Papa Bum. Um I mean, don't mind me I'm munching down a cookie. <laughs> the grasshoppers from Keebler Elves. I like remind you of Thin Mints. Oh, uh, My thoughts with the Will Smith and the Chris Rock Slap. Um, I do like both people. I I do like both actors, and I don't like both actors, if that makes sense. Chris Rock, he plays the race card every now and then. He used to in his younger days. He's kind of lightened up, I think, a little bit. He's gotten with Adam Sandler doing doing movies with Adam and that and he's kinda of let lighten up a little bit, kinda of maybe just get older, mature. He still has his comedy act, he does his raunchy jokes, he does shit the, you know, you know, goes hits below the belt on other fellow, you know, people and whatever's going on in the world, you know, they all bash Trump and stuff, you know, back in the, you know, political times and you know, Chris Rock anything that's hot, you know, in the world a topic, he'll talk about it. Um, between the two, I would think my odds would be if I ran into both of them in real life, I'd be like one to try to say hi to Will Smith. He would snub me because he, you know, he figures he's rich. He's Mr. Goody Two-Shoes above everybody else, even though you're human, just like me. You put your pants on like me, you go to the bathroom like me, you know, you're... It got every day, every you got day to day problems like me. You're you're a human being. Only thing that makes you a little bit better is you got money and you're in Hollywood. You're making movies. Um, between the two, I think if I like I said run into somebody out you know in public, I think Chris Rock would be more now that he's older, mature, lenient. He would be more to uh, open up and if I said hi to him, he'd say hi back. You know, I'd tell him, you know, hey, I saw you on Saturday Night Live. You were a good dude and funny. And I enjoyed you this movie. I enjoyed you this movie. It's cool that you hooked up with Adam Sandler doing this movie. You know, he, I'm sure he'd be one, oh, yeah, appreciate it, appreciate it. You know, and then he'd turn around and you guys do a selfie together or somebody that's there with you take a picture. You know, he'd be one that'd be humble and take a picture with you. And you try to get a picture with Will Smith. You know, Will Smith will blow you off. I'm sure Will Smith's got all his assistants and everything. And bodyguards. You couldn't even probably even get close to Will. You know. Um, and then um, Will Smith. I, I like some of his movies. I was a Fresh Prince fan back in the day. But when you get older... You're learning a lot more about Will Smith, who he was as a human being, and he was an arrogant asshole. He let the money get to him. Um time on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, he got the first Vivian fired. He just he just plain flat out didn't like her, didn't like what she was about, didn't like her look, didn't like her character. You know, he threw that Hollywood, oh you know, the producers will back me up, this is my show. You know, you're just visiting here, you know, just some shit like that. I can get rid of you faster. I can blacklist you out of Hollywood. Um, you know, and eventually that's what led to the first Aunt Vivian to be fired. And then they brought down the second Aunt Vivian. And that Vivian, you know, that one lasted until the show ended. And he just had a lot of arrogance about him the way he treated people. He was a you know, a guy he was a guy that thought sexually, think with his penis but don't think with your mind, don't think of the long term. And that, And he just res- recently wrote a book you know, Will talked about his depression, his struggles, blah 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 that and time with Jada you know met her he considered her the love of his life his ideal perfect soulmate. And then uh, you go back probably a year or two ago you know Jada come out on her little talk show podcast or whatever and said she cheated on him did the entanglement with some younger dude um dude satisfied her sexually Will's never done satisfied her sexually sexually the intimate relationship ain't cutting it will loves me mentally mental relationship but the physical part of it it just don't work no more she's trying to make it work sanctity of the marriage blah blah that stay around for the kids be role models for children and that and um You know, he just wrote a bunch of shit there, and Will just, you know, just got a little bit of arrogance in him, so when that happened, the cheating, I just figure Will took that, you know, like any man would, you know, be jealous, your wife just cheated on you, but then you're in the Hollywood limelight, you're playing it off like it's nothing, you know, you're not letting it bother you, you know, you know, you go to the cameras, you're public, publicist and all your assistants and whatever, you know, people you're working your camp are telling you, you know, all right, go say this to the media, say this to the press, you know, make it look like you're uh, working on fixing your marriage, sanctifying your marriage and everything. And there's a lot of little things that we don't know about Will and Jada, you know, some shit we'll never know what's between them two and God above, you know, they'll answer when their time comes. Will Smith wrote in his book, he was jealous, he didn't know how to handle it as a man. Jada still had love for Tupac. If you don't know, Jada and Tupac met in the Baltimore School of Arts long, long time ago. They stayed friends, whether they had a sexual relationship that's between Tupac and Jada and the Lord, you know. They claim that there wasn't, but there was, you know. Jada spoke about Tupac she felt that he was the soulmate kindred spirits thought a lot alike she had feelings for him she never went above and beyond to try to push to be with him because of his thug life image bad boy persona you know Tupac was still immature in a lot of ways had to do some growing up and um, she always had feelings for him there was a note Willow, you know Willow Smith. When she was younger, she wrote a note. It was floating on the internet, you know. Willow, oh my mommy has feelings for you, Tupac. Come back if you're if you're living in a different part of the world. Please come back. My mom misses you. She loves you. That all I think stemmed, you know, that she maybe had a falling out with her father, animosity toward her dad, and then just come up with something like that to stir up the pot with things um you know, just trying to get a ride to get a buzz going on the media. And uh Jada when she was working on the different world when Tupac was working on the set different episodes he was in and Will would come to visit Jada And that and Will never got to meet Tupac face to face, actually. He's been in the same room with him. And Jada was always trying to push for Tupac to meet Jada, or Will and Tupac to meet each other. And Will didn't want to go through with that. And Jada felt that Will and uh, Tupac had a lot in common, a lot of social, you know, they were... They, they had the same kind of idea, you know, what they wanted to see themselves in the future and everything. Acting, you know, Tupac was going to become a great actor if he would have still been alive and did a lot more movies and stuff. You know, if if Tupac was still alive today, maybe Tupac would be, be the one with Jada, and Will probably wouldn't be with Jada right now. You know, Tupac may have changed and matured. Um, right before he died, you know, he was with uh Quincy Jones' daughter. Uh Keisha, was it not Keisha? Kadada, Kadada. He was with Kadada and he wanted to marry her and have kids with her and you know, if that would have lasted for maybe five to seven years and then they might have got a divorce and Tupac had a kid through Kadada I and mean, Tupac might have reconciled and got back with Jada, you know. I'm sure, you know, if Tupac was still around, if Jada would have gotten out of that relationship and, um, you know, got out of that relationship and joined, you know, got with Tupac instead of Will. Um, Will Smith always drove me as one to be arrogant. You know, the money issues, big ego, you know got the look got the face women found him cute you know back in his fresh prince days you know he was the chick magnet and everything and um and as far as the uh oscars that night you know it all stemmed you know the video chris rock you know jada jada i love you you know you know jada i love you you know you know, you, you know? You know you're my girl you know uh made that joke with C and GI Jane too, you know and GI Jane was a story of De- Demi Moore played the character of a woman going in the army with the bald head and Jada right now has got that hair condition alopecia or whatever alopecia where you lose your hair and that and um he made that joke and then you see the cameras there wills laughing <laughs> You know, it doesn't bother him with a bit. Jada is sitting there, you know, and she looks, rolls her eyes in disbelief, looks at Will, you know, and then, you know, Will being a man, you know, oh, okay, my wife don't find that funny, you know, he hurt my wife's feelings and Jada probably give him that, you know, you going to let him talk to me like that? Then that's when Will gets up, walks up to uh, Chris Rock and wow, slaps him right on the, on the cheek. Chris Rock, you know, he had to play it off as a comedian, you know, he, you know, kept going as you see on the cameras, you know, wow, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me, you know, and Will Smith sat down, you know, don't you ever mention my fucking, keep my my wife's name out your fucking mouth, you know, and Chris Rock, oh, okay, I will, you know, it's a G.I. Jane joke, you know, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, you know, and the crowd... Wow! everybody's laughing and looking into it as we all thought it was staged and then it gets real and Will's pissed and drops the F-bomb there's video now when the cameras are off the air after all that happened Will's an emotional wreck Denzel Washington's over there trying to calm him down Bradley Cooper's talking to him and stuff, and he's just sitting there, and Jada's trying to talk to him. And the end of the night comes, you know. He gets up again. He wins Best Actor for King Richard, plays Venus and Serena's father. Oh, their father, Richard Williams. He wasn't too happy about that. He thought that was uncalled for for Will Smith, and it's supposed to be the night, you know, for him, you know. People see his story, how he treated Venus and Serena, Serena, what, you know, growing up, and been the father for him, and then it was all supposed to be on his night, you know, people know that Richard Williams, what type of person he was, and then Will making it all about himself, and, um... You know, he was un- unhappy with that. And then Will Smith wins the award, and he goes up, he's apologizing and crying. He didn't apologize to Chris Rock that night. And then, and then he goes to the after party, he's dancing, not bothered by anything that's happening. You know, he's singing, getting jiggy with it, and he doesn't apologize to Chris Rock till what, yesterday? Finally, his little statements, you know. Again, that's his publicist, you know, telling him... You know you better apologize you know things can get ugly for you You make it look like you're good not now don't it necessarily have to be a full-hearted apology from the heart but you're apologizing to you know get the heat off you a little bit and that's what will did chris rock's not pressing charges the academy's gonna look into it but nothing's gonna happen out of that um there's a little history too, back history of Oscars from a few years ago. Jada boycotted everything. I think it was all due to Black Lives Matter and everything. And Chris Rock kind of spoke up about that. I may be wrong. If, if I'm wrong, send me a Twitter Twitter message on that. And Chris Rock kind of ran his mouth with Will and, and uh, Jada, you know, from a few years back. And um, that might have been a little bit of a set off too. You know, stemming from years ago, you know, and this was just the trigger point, you know, for Will to do something. Will was not going to go up there and punch him, fist fight him. A lot of people figured that Will was going to, you know, throw blows at him, but Will just wound up slapping him. A lot of people believe, you know, oh, what if uh, uh, Terry Crews... The actor was up there saying that about Jada. Would Will done that? No. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, was he been up there saying stuff about Jada? Would Will done that? No, you know. It's all a personal little thing with, uh, it all goes back to a few years ago. Will figures he's a bigger star than Chris Rock. You know, he's got that leverage and he's going to do something to cause a little stirrup, you know. Um, as far as who was in the wrong, who was in the right, they're both in the wrong. Chris Rock, you know, I would more lean toward Chris Rock, but maybe he could have made a joke a little bit more, you know, did something a little bit more, you know, talk about Jada's, one of Jada's flop movies or something, you know, talk about her, about her hair condition. Um, he could have, you know, talk a joke about Jaden or, you know, one of her less su- less successful movies. And that might have gotten a little bit cool from that night. Um, Will shouldn't have really overreacted like that. He could have been the bigger person. And he could have maybe got a hold of Chris Rock after the show and apologized. You know, hey, I think that joke was out of line. The G.I. Jane joke was out of line, you know. If you're going to come with some jokes, you know, leave, leave off the uh, alopecia, you know, disease that she has, you know, they could have been real men and squashed their little issue with one another. And as you see, you know, will you know, f- the anger hit him, you know, and then he cries at the end when he accepts his speech, you know, it's all a mental breakdown, you know, for me being a parent right now with my little girl. I've, you know, I've gotten anger, i would smacked my little girl, not, you know, spanked her, not smacked her, but spanked her, you know, and I got anger with her, but then I'd feel bad and I'd start tearing up a little bit like, oh God, why did I do that? You know, I, it's 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 your human feeling, it's not who you are, you know, and we'll probably, you know, realize that, you know, this is not who I am. And all of us as parents, you know, we've done that with our children or Done that, maybe even fought somebody and it just riles you up and then you feel guilty for doing it, you know, and, um, you know, why he broke down a little mental breakdown. I think, too, personally, I think Will Smith got a little mental issues right now with that book coming out, Jada, you know, cheating on him. It's it's affecting him mentally a little bit fucked up. You know, it's gonna be a few years before he gets himself better. I think he'll be back to his old arrogant ways. You know, from uh, Fresh Prince days, to the early career days, all his all their movies, Independence Day, stuff like that. Um, he's just he's mentally fucked up. I'm sure he's visiting a psychiatrist. And then he's doing the therapy. He's probably taking antidepressants and everything to help him get through the whole thing with Jada cheating on him and everything. Hopefully, maybe something will come up where they can squash or settle their differences, you know. Chris Rock said, hey, Will, I was wrong for doing that about Jada. I apologize to you. You know, I know you've been through a lot. Jada cheated on you, blah, blah, blah. You know, it has, hasn't been the perfect marriage for you. Or, man, you know, I made a mistake. You know, will too. You know, I made a mistake. I should have came up and slapped you. I should have handled it better. You know, um, you know, we should have sat down and talked this out, issued it out. You know, and um, like I said, they were both in the wrong. But I would give my side. I'd be more to Chris Rock. People are automatically defending. Will Smith, you know, you know, and people are defending Chris Rock and Jim Carrey's over there. Oh, Chris Rock should sue Will Smith for 200 million, you know, again, that's the Hollywood greed and that, and that's all fucked up over in Hollywood too. All the liberals and libtards and that's a, that's a crazy evil society too. You know, a little, the secret cult and click, but the Hollywood elite, you know shit that you go through to be you know famous and successful you know but that you I could go into another whole little podcast with that down for another time and stuff and Denzel you know he's piecing out everything during the commercial break you know when you're on top and then the devil's trying to come after you you know just remember that son you know how Denzel talks remember that son when you're on top that's when the devil coming for you you know that makes sense you know and denzel's you know the cool head about it he's been the veteran he's been around a lot longer than will smith you know made great movies more better movies than will smith and, and uh that's it really on that um, gonna go to a commercial break and I'm come back with another segment and talk. Like I said, I'm gonna talk about jealousy from friends and kind of rehash an old topic that I used to talk about on on the podcast. And we're back. Moved up to the office for the second out, or second half of the show segment tonight. Um, gonna talk rehash an old topic. Talk about friends. Um you know, you have true friends out there, do you have so-called friends, or do you have people in your life that were your friends, and things change for your life for the better, and they decided not to be your friend anymore, they hold a little judge, or a gr- judge. they hold a little grudge, animosity towards you, they're, they, they hate your success, they hate what you, uh, you're happy, you hate that, they hate that um, they hate what you have achieved in your life and they wanted that have that happiness and success before you did. Or they would want to have that happiness and success and could care less that you yourself got that. Um like I said I talked about this before I'm kind of rehashing everything up. Um my job now had been twenty years. I met uh one fella In 2006, I won't use his full name, but I'll call him his short. I'll call him Wags. Met him in a different department. We hit it off great. Talk sports, talk music. Got to know each other. Um, Within a year's two time. We started hanging out, you know, he asked me where I lived. I was right down the road from my job, about five minutes away, living with my folks at the time. He never judged me about that, you know, being older than I was and still at home living with my parents, you know, and figure most men are out on their own. or Men are moved in, you know, um, with a significant other. He comes over, he picks me up. You know, I learned more about him, too. He's kind of like in the same boat. He was really never married. Uh, Not that many girlfriends lived with his dad for the time being. His folks were divorced for the longest time. He found out he lived right here in the area, too. He lives closer now to where I live. And um, so we just started hanging out. Just simple things. We just started out, you know, uh, lunches and dinners to... You know, the sports bars around town, you know, Ralphie's and Frickers and sidelines and just hanging out doing stuff. And, you know, and one thing led to another, you know, he wanted to, uh, you know, know, do things like, uh, you know, what you like, what do you want to do? Um, you want to ride up through Michigan. Uh, we used to do a Gibraltar Trade Center, go for a ball card show. We did that quite a bit, five, six times out of the year. Right up there, he was a card collector. I was somewhat of a card collector, but I gone and I bought some older stuff from the late 90s. And I found my garbage uh, one one visit I went up there, I found some of my garbage pail kit cards, some of the newer ones, and some of the ones from the 80s. I bought that from him or bought that from there. And then I chop around to see what other stuff I could find in a big flea market. We leave out of there, we go grab lunch out of a Buffalo Wild Wings up in Taylor. And, um, you know, just hang and laugh. And then we'd be, more years we were in together, we'd start talking about work, talk about the people we work with, the people we hate, people we're cool with, and stuff like that. And he would ramble on, you know. He'd, you know, for me back then being single, I was kind of like agreeing with him. And he would ramble on. Man, I'd like to find somebody. You know, I'm not looking to... Uh, I'm not looking to get married and jump into a relationship with family. I just want somebody to hang out with and travel with and, uh, you know, you know, go out and do things with, shop with, you know, our little road trips. That's what I want from that special someone, a lady friend, and that. And, you know, I felt that same way. I agree with them and shit. And um, back in the time, you know, we were both single. We were out and about. We... Hey, you know, check out the waitresses. He was more flirty with the waitresses at the different restaurants than I was. And, you know, just a couple different women that look good, you know, in the restaurants and waitresses. And, oh, yeah, yeah, she's hot. She's shit. You know, she's cute. And uh, we'd go look. We'd try to find their names and then we'd go try to look for them on Facebook. I'm pretty good on Facebook, CSI Matlock. I'm good at finding people like an invest PI, invest private investigator deal. And, um, you know, find out, you know, find out these Facebooks, check them out, you know. If you want to say we we were creepy dudes, you know, go for it, you know, at the time. And um, he, um, you know, we we would just, throughout the years, we we wound up going to a couple of Huey Lewis concerts up in Michigan, DTE and and that. And um, he scored up tickets through a friend of his. He didn't really have a phone at the time, a good phone to buy everything, credit card and all that, and his credit was kind of shot, and he wound up forking over some money, cash to a friend, friend bought two tickets online, and then I'd pay, I'd pay wags back, um, you know, then, uh, we wind up, you know, we wind up going to the concert, having a good time, and, um, uh, you know, we remember that we talk about it, you know, and stuff, and, and uh, the year's just gone by, you know, we would hang out, do stuff more. We'd gone to the strip club after work. There was evenings when we were on second shift, we'd go over to uh, Fricker's dinner, you know, we went late dinner with other coworkers and just hang out and shoot the breeze and crack jokes and laugh and shoot the shit. And, um, you know, just it grew throughout the years, you know. We would talk about it periodically and and um two thousand and twelve comes around. I meet my wife i um he was like one of the last ones he was one of the last ones I kind of told i you know met somebody I'm in a relationship now, and that, and uh my wife gives me grief every now and then why were you why did you tell him very you know why did you why did you wait to tell him why didn't you tell him right off the bat you know and I just I just kind of never did because I kind of thought maybe he'd get his feelings hurt, you know, like oh that's gonna be end of end of the end of the bachelor times, end of the fun times. Me and him hanging out. I didn't want to say nothing. I still wanted to have that connection with him. I wanted to, you know, go out and do shit with him and stuff like that, and um, you know, go shop. You know, go shop, go eat, you know, go to the malls. We did that sometimes too, going to the malls and everything hang out and up in Michigan, of course. And, uh, you know, and I told him eventually, and he was, like, shocked, surprised, and, oh, that's cool, man, I'm happy for you, brother. And, uh, but then that, as soon as that happened, then I got involved, you know, with my wife, did things with her, traveled and everything, and he got distant from me. He just seemed to be bothered by it. He would still, like, talk to me, I mean, he would like play it off like nothing bothering him, and I've called him out on it a few times. And I've heard from reliable sources from our job, from different people that I work with. A few of the people now they're retired. Oh yeah, wag has been talking about you behind your back. You know, uh, you know. Oh, you know. Uh, Lucky Benny got somebody. Uh, you know. Wish I could find somebody. You know. uh, I miss. You know, miss. Miss hanging out with Ben, can't do the stuff like we used to anymore, you know, and uh he just was real sore, sour puss about it. And people would tell him, give him advice, you know, no, change your way of thinking a little bit. Um, you know, change your approach, you know, don't don't uh give in to the first women, woman you see, you know. You know, find out what that woman's interest is, you know. Don't uh don't be, you know, don't be you Know what you want to say? Needy, too needy, too clean, you know. And uh, you know, let them chase you, don't go chasing after them, you know. And people would say, Well, you know, and people would tell him after he you know said that about me, you know, oh Benny, you know, leaving me, you know, we ain't gonna get to do stuff anymore, you know, hang out. And he was more concerned what I would do. And now, last few years, he wound up always being snoopy he don't have a Facebook and he would go from other people that we work with check out the Facebook he's on third shift now and I'm on first and he'd be on third and he'd look up what well, see what I was doing and it would bother him a lot about me going out to eat a lot me and my wife and everything And again people would tell him what does it have concern of you Ben that's or wags um well, you know that's his doing. That's him and his wife doing. They got they got the power. They got the money to do that. That's more on them, you know, and uh, and um, you know he kind of felt distant off too. You know, I was hanging. I started hanging in the last few years with whiskey. We were doing the Pittsburgh trips, and last year we did Cincinnati and Detroit, and, and you know doing our you know we did the Pittsburgh, and, you know the brewery and everything, and yeah. That was getting posted up on Twitter. Whiskey would post up pictures of myself and him and the other guys we hang out with, the four horsemen, and he'd seen that, and he would comment about that to co-workers and stuff, and, and, a lot of, and a lot of the older women there, you know, Wags, don't be mad for Ben. You know, Ben's, you know, things, life changes, you know. He, it may not have been destined for you guys to be friends forever. You know, you gotta accept that. Be happy for Ben. You know, he's doing, you know, he's getting a Privilege to do stuff, he found somebody, he didn't want to be alone, he changed his style, his way of thinking, approach, and stuff, and uh, be happy for him, you know, and and, um, my daughter was born, he kind of never acknowledged that, you know, I think I did get a little text of him, oh, congratulations, and that was about it, but he would never come at me, you know, I don't expect people to grovel and Bow down to me and kiss ass and, you know, got to know every single day, you know, how's your daughter doing? How's your daughter doing? Hit me up at least once a week or two, three times out of the month. Every now and then you see me, ask me, you know, hey, how's your daughter doing? I'll be more than glad. Some people, some people afraid to me, like they're afraid to approach me and talk. You know, I'm easy to approach, you know, come up and talk to me. Hey, how's the wife doing? How's the, how's your daughter doing? I get people asking me, you know, through Facebook, um through my job, you know, coworkers, you know, hey, how's your wife doing, you know, through all this, you know, COVID battle and everything. How's your baby girl doing, you know, she getting so big and everything. And he would just never go about that. And that's another thing. My wife took sick. It was a thing at the beginning. He asked at the beginning, oh, man, it sucks to hear about Ange, you know. Um, you know, let me know if you need anything, you know. Uh, you know, let me know if you need anything, you know sucks to hear about that. Hopefully she gets better. And I said, thank you, you know, appreciate that. And then, you know, being away from work for two and a half months that I've been on now, he um, you know, never bothered to approach at night, never call or text or nothing. And He text some stupid shit, you know, what's going on in sports, or he'd have me look up uh, he'd have me look up an old buddy from his old uh, job, from a different job, you know, look him up on Facebook, let me know, you know where he's living and see his location and stuff. And, and then I, I've done that, and I said, oh, I couldn't find too much information on the guy. But then he never, you know, followed up with any newer current events. Maybe he was at work looking at the Facebook through the older ladies, you know. He might have been inquiring, you know, hey, does Bennett got anything posted? Does Angie got anything posted? You know, let me let me read it when you get a chance, you know. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. And, um, you know, he just, he just grew distant and stuff. And, um, my thing I was hearing about things too, you know, it's the, his, it's his, his decision, his choice, he, um, other coworkers, he'd go visit them and, and uh, do little things for the, for the kids. You know, he'd buy him ice cream or take him and get him some chicken nuggets and stuff and uh go hang out with him at for birthday parties and stuff. And he'd get little gift cards for the kids and stuff. And, and um I felt that kind of odd because the other people, you know, they're married and their kids are a lot older. And they're not hurting really money financially. And then... You know, and once I found out about that, I heard that from people. And then I said, oh, you know, Wags has never really reached out to my daughter, really never bought her anything. And I kind of, like, stirred up the pot this year. Or not this year, it was last year. You know, I said, a oh, baby girl got her birthday coming up, and he wound up out of the blue. He just, you know, he come back with a text, and he said, hey, I'm going to come over with your... What's your little one like? I said, oh, she likes M&M peanuts and she likes Hot Wheel cars, and he brought that over and stuff. And he'd come over and he just, he he really didn't know how to approach. Because he's really never been around kids. For me, like the longest time, I never really been around kids either. And um, he really didn't know how to approach. He talked to her a little bit, and she just kind of like looked at him. And, you know, she was she's not much of a communicator. Still really not. You know, she's growing to where she's learning to speak more and that. And she just was too busy playing with the cars and everything. And then he'd talk about work and then he'd leave. Um, We did a a lunch one time and he, oh, no, no, that wasn't a lunch. I'm sorry. We had uh, Adam come over one time for a visit and stuff, and he wound up lying to my wife talking about fantasy football. Oh, yeah, I'm in the leagues every year and everything. I asked Benny if he wanted to join in, and he, uh, you know, he he, he tells my wife that I turned them down and shot them down and I, I refused to get in any fantasy footballs and I've talked to my wife periodically about it and personally I've said yeah I'd like to get into some fantasy football I've never done it I'd like to spend a little money do some fantasy football and try to build a team where I could win some extra money you know and um, he tells he tells my wife that and I said that's a blatant flat out lie I called him out on it and he's claiming that i you know, turned him down. I said, you're full of shit, you know, and then he kind of got discombobulated. His head was all brr, and that, and then he kind of like dropped the subject and then he wound up leaving and that, and, um, it just, you know, it's just funny how people got, you know, I just, I've seen my friendship with him do a whole 360, everything that's happened to him, you know, and, uh, I've reached out to him a few times and, He'd come up with some excuses, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm a little under the weather or uh, no, uh, mom, my mom's cooking me dinner. i got to go over there. You know, some excuses have been legit and some I think he just kind of like didn't want to be bothered with me. And I've, you know, tried to get connected with him to go, you know, dinner and eat. And we talked about doing a trip back in our day before I met my wife. And that'd be, yeah, let's do this, let's go to, let's plan this, you and me go for a week to Vegas, you know, and I was all gung-ho about it, and I was like, oh, cool, we have to have a guy friend to go hang out with the Vegas, and stuff, and that never fell through, and he wound wind up using vacation days, he would take his vacation days for the dumbest things, you know, he was watching college football, he'd blow them in January, um, he did go with a friend of his that he went to college with and he wound up taking a trip out to Nebraska for the college world series. I was like, Oh, what the fuck? You know, he's, uh, taken off for a trip to go to college world series, but he blew me off for going out to Vegas, not wanting to go. And I called him out on it. When he come back, I said, dude, I would have went with you to, you know, uh, Omaha, Nebraska for the college world series and shit. And Oh, Oh. Well, oh, I didn't know, you know, I know your vacation time is, you're doing this and doing this throughout the year, you know. If I go again next year, bud, I'll let you know. And he never wound up doing it. And um, we just grew apart in that. I still have his number, he texts periodically, you know, um, something's going on around in the neighborhood. Yeah, you see they're building zones around here, it's going to suck, the construction's going to be a... A clusterfuck. I agree with him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's true. And stuff. And uh, a few other coworkers in that that he was close with for the period of time, he don't really associate with them anymore that much. He was out hanging out with him and going out to birthday parties and coming over to the house and that and I told my one coworker, I said, if he's talked about me behind my back, I said, Please don't tell me nothing because it'll it piss me off and agitate me and I'll wind up doing something I'll regret going into work and punching him and seeing him and passing from third to first shift. I'd wind up socking him right in front of a supervisor and then I'd lose my job. And then she just, you know, oh I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say nothing, you know. It's, That's none of my business, you know. Blah 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 stuff. The main thing, a lot of things the girls told him, you know. You know, don't let it bother you. You know, man. You know, reach out to reach out to Ben. Don't you know? Ben don't gotta necessarily reach out to you. He's busy, with this life now, he's got a little girl to take care of. He's married. He's doing stuff. He's got his own little family he created. You know, reach out to him. You know, see if you. You know, see if he can. You know, call him up and see, you know, hey, Ben, you don't mind if I come over, or stop over, we could talk, shoot the shit, you know, or hey, let's have a cookout one night, you know, I'll bring some burgers and hang out in the backyard and we can talk and blah, 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 and, you know, I'd be more than welcome to do that if he wanted to open up like that, and um, he's just never did, and he's just grown sour, you know. I'm sure he's, you know, I got to meet his mom one time. She's a nice lady. She's, he's, then about this guy too. He's really hyper and active and he's worried worried about things and he's overthinking things and he gets a real bad temper. And, um, and his mom's kind of got that little bit about him, but she was a sweet lady. You know, she, you know, always heard stories, you know. When he go visit his mom, yeah, me and Ben we wound up going up to uh, Somerset, going to the mall there. We went to Great Lakes Crossing, and we had lunch at so and so place and stuff, and you know she was happy, you know, to meet me, you know, and oh, Ben's a son's like a good guy, level-headed, and she, you know, she shook her hand, it, you know, she shook her hand out and shook her hand, and, nice to meet you, you know. Brent needs good friends like you, you know. And, <laughs> I don't know what he's told his mom now, you know. Oh, me and Ben probably don't associate anymore. And, you know, he's gotten weird, you know. I am I haven't gotten weird. You are the one who have gotten weird. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, you know. You know, may, you know, this summer maybe I might reach out to him on a day for a weekend. Maybe, hey, let's see, you know, offer him a lunch deal. We'll see if he accepts it. You know, if you don't accept it, then I'm not going to bother about it. I'm going to live my life. I'm, i am to got my daughter. i got my wife. And I'm going to live my life and do stuff. And, um, you know, we just, we're just we just two separate people now. Our friendship's dwindling. Things change in the life. We're not the friends that we once were, you know. God put us together just for that short period of time, you know. It's just a growing process. And I, you know, he's... The way he feels now, the way he feels now is how I felt back in the day, too, a little bit. I was single. I seen, you know, I seen Whiskey, you know, get involved. He wound up meeting his wife, I think, just, just before me and him reconnected again in 2004 because we had the, me and Whiskey were seven-year gap. We didn't speak with one another. And then once we started reconnecting, then I finally, when he moved into his house from his apartment, he invited me over. And then I got to meet his wife now. And, you know, he billed me up, you know, hey, this was the guy, you know, we had fun. We were at the lunch table, all the crazy shit we did, the stories I told you. This is the guy, you know, he's the, he's the captain, you know, he's the, he's the head honcho. He was the migo. He was the, we were the NWO. He was Hogan, you know. Uh, Scott Hall, you know Razor Ramon. I had the toothpick, and our other guy Pernia, was uh, Kevin Nash, and we were our little NWO clique. And Ben was Hogan. You know, he was the he was the guy we did the letter of the day and the bit cream cheese on the belt. And that, if you want to know about the cream cheese on the belt again, I'd tell you guys on Twitter, inside joke, and um. You know, I got to meet her and that, and she seemed nice, and I still talk to her to this day. And I think of whiskey, and I think of his wife as family. You know, Nick's the brother. You know, his wife's the sister-in-law. You know, you know, not fully bloody blood related or nothing, but we've been close, and we have all had a good time. We all get along. Our wives get along great, and that. And I think of them guys as family now. You know, but back then. I had a little hostility and a little jealousy, you know, because in the beginning, you know, with I, things, like I said, I was just immature. I didn't understand a lot of things. Um, you know, Whiskey and his wife, you know, they were busy. They were starting their family. Their kids were born. And, uh, you know, uh, his wife goes by scheduling and plans things, and she's got things with her family and friends, and they had their own set of friends. And, and stuff, and was always trying to get him to come, whiskey to come out and do something. Hey, let's go to the bar, let's go do this, or go to get lunch and that, and he couldn't be able to do it, and that was irritating me a little bit, like, what the hell, you know, and I used to have the thoughts, like, oh, you know, she's trying to keep him away from his friends, and stuff like that, you know. Whiskey, if you listen to this, bud, you know, it's like I said, it's a long time ago, that's how I felt. Um. You know, it was just, I just didn't understand it. You know, he was creating his own life and kids were born and doing things with his family and, you know, creating their memories. And he was growing and maturing as a, a person himself and stuff. And, um, you know, until and it wasn't really until I met my wife, you know, and, and that, and she kind of explained that to me, you know, she kind of told me, you know, hey, Ben, you know, don't be mad at, you know, don't be mad at whiskey, you know. He's doing his thing, you know, him and, you know, his wife, you know, they're together to create their own life, you know, Um, like you now, you know, things are changing for you, you know, you and me are together, you know, Uh, you know, we talk. you know, know, your your daughter's born now, you're busy, you're the father, you know, and it just, it was later on, right around 13 to 14, I finally realized that the light bulb went off in my head. I said, oh, okay, I understand that now, you know, what, you know, how I felt back then, you know, like, why can't whiskey hang out? You know, and now I understood it, you know, the light bulb finally went off and said, Oh, you know, here, you know, this is it, you know, things change, life changes, you know? And, um, now his, his children are older, you know, and now whiskey's getting a little more freedom to do things that he wants. We're doing a lot more. We do trips, we do pit. We've done Pittsburgh now, Cincinnati ball games. We've gone to breweries, just hang out. We do. Me and him done lunches together, just the two of us talking about things. And I vent and I rant, and he vents and he rants. And we try to help each other out and comfort each other. Guy talk and that. And um, you know, I'm forever thankful. Our friendship has grown. You know, our friendship was good, and when we reconnected, and that, and I had my, like I said, a little hostility toward him, but I still kept my friendship with him, and, and as time passes and I understood everything, you know, things happen for him now where he is open to do more, and now I get to, you know, see him more often and periodically, and he's come to the stable for podcasts, and we're all together for podcasts. I've been to Whis- Whiskey Nick's for his podcasts and, and that, and you know, I'm not going to let Nick go, you know. Nick's going to be a good friend for me for a long time, you know. I don't ever want to screw that up with him. I care for the guy, you know. He's a good guy all around dude. And, and um, you know, I'm sure he feels the same way about me. And You know, we keep our friendship forever, you know, until the day we pass on, you know. And then nothing ever comes between us. You know, nothing ever comes between me and his wife. And hopefully the wives don't ever come, something could be, have a fallout between one another, God forbid, you know, nothing happens there. And, uh, you know, yeah, pretty much this little conversation is a appreciation thread for whiskey, you know, thankful you're in my life and you've been a good friend to me, helped me out on things now we've got more money more years to come more things to do and um and uh, same thing too besides whiskey uh nüfo g too nüfo g we ran out a lot we went to the movies together I Me and we were a little bit different I kept still friendship with him from high school in ninety seven and we didn't have no years gap where we didn't see each other. We still kept in touch with one another. We wound up working the same jobs into restaurants together for a short period of time and things happened. He got a job and moved on. I got a job and I moved on. And um his daughter was born the oldest. I I was a brown part of her life, seen her held her as a baby. We wound up going to eat lunches. We were at Popeye's Chicken. We did uh, shopping at the mall. Best Buy, we would check out DVDs and CDs. He'd run me anywhere I needed to go, the old Northtown Mall, if I needed to pick up CDs and music that would come out. I was a big music collector. And um, mainly our lunches were Popeye's Chicken and everything. And, and, um, you know, and his daughter, you know, she was young, she'd come hang out with us, and she, sometimes she sat with me, sometimes she'd sat with her dad, and, and stuff, and got young pictures, and new G, you know, when his daughter had birthday parties, I was over down at his house, hanging out with him, and, you know, we were just sharing the love, you know, he's another brother to me, and that and his wife, you know, I think of her as a little sister, and she used to always call me big bro, and, um, Back in the day, too, Nufo-G, you know, when he met his wife and that, and again, I had a little hostility, you know, wishing I'd find somebody, you know, I always thought my personality was a little bit more, you know, a little bit more mature than his at the time, and and uh, my mom even made a comment, man, you know, it's too bad you didn't meet, uh, you know, Trina. It's too bad you didn't meet Trina before Nufo, you know. She'd be a good woman for you. She seems real nice and level headed. And, you know, I said, yeah, you know, at that time, you know, I was younger, you know, early 20s and stuff and just immature. And, and I said, yeah, well, but things didn't happen like that. And, and, uh, you know, me and Trina, we didn't get along in the beginning as much because she didn't understand the Nufo-G jokes, the small jokes. And now she gets it and she laughs and she plays along. And she's done stuff where she's carried them, fireman's carry. And he's just a little guy. And, um, you know, we call her, we call Nufog now. We call him Baby Yoda and stuff. And, um, you know, I I wanted, just, I just wanted that happy. You know, whiskey wound up finding somebody newfo G found somebody and stuff. And I wanted to have that happiness and my success with the ladies wasn't happening. And then, like I said, I give up and I quit. And that was around the time when both of them, hey, them guys were finding their special someones. And that's when I started hanging with the work friend wags. And that's when I got my own little identity with him, hanging out with him mm-hmm. and everything. And, um, Um, and we always kept in touch me and Nufo G you know when his two boys were around that's when we started falling off a little bit we still kept in touch for phone calls and text messaging but we didn't really see each other that much we got to see each other every so often throughout the year but it wasn't a regular basis like I was seeing Nufo G when his daughter was born the two boys were born I didn't see him that much And his two boys really, they know me, but they don't know me that well, like his daughter, you know. She's like, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, you know. His boys don't, you know, really acknowledge me that much. And we always kept in touch. We've never had that gap between us. And, um, you know, we're still friends to this day. If Nufo G if I need a favor from him or if I need anything, he'd help me, likewise, I'd help him and Nufo G's trying to get back in our little clique with me and whiskey and he's done stuff hung out with us. we went to Detroit Tigers baseball game last summer, and nufo g had him a good time, all the work and he did putting in his hours at a jeep supplier plant you know he needed the break and needed to relax and he he enjoyed that he didn't, you know, it felt, made him feel good to relax and do something normal again. And that, and it's his thing now. He likes to work and put in a lot of hours and provide for his family and everything. And You know, again, life changes. Everybody goes their ways. You know, God's got him set for a certain path in life. You know, and got me in my path in my life, but we're always keeping in touch. You know, I'm thankful for both of them in my life, Whiskey and Nufo, 27 years together, you know. 27 years as friends on that now, you know. Me and Whiskey and Nufo, Nufo G, we've done the podcast. You've heard him on my podcast, you know. We all kind of think like we're all in the same brain wave length. And me and, and Whiskey and me and Nufo, we kind of think same thing. We'd shout it out at the same time, you know. Something that's on our mind, you know. It'd be wrestling. Uh, it'd be south park episodes you know we'd laugh just share a good laugh you know damn i just thought of that yeah i did too you know and and, um you know good friends are hard to come by you know and um like i said when my wife came around and everything and um new and whiskey they weren't mad and jealousy and animosity they were happy as could be because they knew how good of a person i was and how things were rough for me growing up and high school time and everything and I didn't really had a chipper attitude and I was somebody that worked hard and well deserved and and uh as soon as they found out you know I met that special someone, they were both happy. They come over and they meet my wife right off the bat and everybody just got along great, you know, and uh they didn't have no animosity, no hatred and stuff. And the day I went to whiskey and the day, you know, I got our wives to meet and that and they both got along great. There wasn't no ill feelings or awkward moments or anything. It's like they knew each other for a long time too and and um they were just you know, we were good. And um but yeah, like I said anyways, this this is something that I've been thinking about in my mind and that rehashing up, thinking about friendship and everything and just thinking about the Libby buddy, my job, uh thinking about him just you know, wondering what's going through his mind now. And I don't hear from him as much anymore like I used to. And, you know, if he's happy with his life, you know, so be it. And I hope he, hope he maybe feels inside that he, you know, if Ben's happy in his life, so be it too. You know, this is time for us to go our mutual ways. You know, we had our yesterday. We had our, we had our memories to look back on. And I'll still talk to him in passing if we work together again. You know, we'll be co workers, you know. We're not going to be that close friends like we were, you know. And, um, yeah, really about it. Um, a shout out again to, uh, the brother, Whiskey Nick. To a shout out to, uh, Cameron Krusel and his podcast, Four Minutes. Good stuff there. Good guy. Uh, talks a lot. Good self help. Give him a listen too. Um, I've been listening to more of his stuff too and I need that little bit of edge push too for self-help and um, you know if you're looking to change your life get rid of the negativity you know go hit up his channel his podcast page on Spotify and all the podcast platforms you know check him out Whiskey's always got good stuff he uh, went down to Tampa recently and had a Bush Gardens podcast and um Talked about the NCAA tournament, you know, and, uh, you know, and how all our brackets are busted now, and, and um, he's just got good all around stuff. With he's got good podcasts, good shows. He's laughing. He's more laid back. His shit show, and I'm more serious. I'm the storyteller and and stuff. And um, uh, thank you all to my fans who listen and keep listening on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor. Apple. Appreciate the love. And uh, hit me up again on Twitter, Benjola12, for thoughts, concerns. Hit me in the direct message and, you know, interact with me. Let me know what you think of the show, things I need to change, things stay same. If you like what I do, you know, anything. You know, just hit me up anything. You want to talk, I'm here, you know. Um, Until next time, this is uh, Like It or Not. And um, I'm Big Ben Shady, and Like It or Not, I'm here to stay.